Visit the Isle of Dogs. See the Mountains of Trash. The Semi-Truck Graveyard. The Abandoned Amusement Park. The Abandoned Athletics Club. The Abandoned Dog Research Facility. And Little Pilot's site of his plane crash. As featured on Double A Cinema Cast on Twitter and Instagram, at Double A Cinema and Double A Cinema Cast on Instagram. Be sure to leave high ratings on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you get your podcast. Isle of Dogs. Ignore the trash, stay for the dogs. Hello and welcome back to Double A Cinema Cast, your weekly film fix. Anthony is going to be out for the next uh, three episodes, including this one. Uh, and so I have a guest here. My a returning guest, uh, she joined me and Anthony on our Endgame review, my lovely girlfriend, Miss Anna Kathman. Hello. How are you today? Been better. Yeah. <laughs> Doing yeah. good. <laughs> good, good. So this week, uh, as we mentioned last week, Anthony and I watched The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, which is the second Wes Anderson film after the Grand Budapest Hotel. And so this week... Anna and I sat down and we watched The Isle of Dogs. Yeah. So, Anna, um, you've never... I've seen this movie before. You've not. Well, we saw um, half of it. We saw half of it before. <laughs> and I fell asleep. And you fell asleep, yes. Um, <laughs> it was multiple months ago. Yeah. So, we've, we sat down and watched the whole thing through. Um, initial impressions, what would you say? It was, it was good. Yeah? I mean, I'm not one for... I wasn't for the plot line of it, mm-hmm. but it was good. Like the artistic, artistic aspects of it were really cool, and like, yeah. I mean, the fact that it's stop motion is just like amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely one of those movies that you know puts the form over the function. Yes, and it's just like the Fantastic Mr. Fox one does that too. Mm-hmm. But like, Grand Budapest Hotel does not. In no. my opinion. That's but... that's a fun one. That yeah. is a really is a fun plot, fun visuals. This one, I think, you know, it's... I don't know if this... Because this, this movie is not for kids. Oh, gosh, no. Like, I would not... Even though it's very kid-centered in terms of character, it's mm-hmm. not kid-based whatsoever. No. I think within the first ten minutes, one of the dogs talks about how this other dog they knew... Well, first of all... Let's do a brief overview of the plot. It's yeah. a pretty simple plot. Um, basically, there is this mayor, and it's called, like, Megasaki City. It's in Japan. It says 20 years in the future. So, um, I guess Japan is still around. Global warming hasn't <laughs> wiped it off the face of the earth yet. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, but this mayor, Mayor Kobayashi, basically hates dogs. Yeah, he's a big cat lover. Like, his whole family for, like, generations has been cat people. Yeah, and his family were the ones that rebelled against, like, the dogs and mm-hmm. stuff. And I mean, that's what it says in the opening scene, yeah. at least. Um, and so he creates this decree because there's this snout fever, this kind of dog flu that's going around, and there's concern it could cross over into humans. So he basically sends all the dogs in Megasaki City to this big trash island, mm-hmm. which is now called the Isle of Dogs. And the main plot is, that's kind of like the intro, like the kind of setup. The mayor's nephew, um, Atari Kobayashi, he, his, like, guard dog is the first one sent. 
So he basically hijacks a plane. And the kid's like, what, 12? Yeah, they say he's 12. Yeah, so young kid hijacks a plane, flies to the Isle of Dogs, crash lands, and um, goes searching for his dog. Yeah, which my thought was, okay, come on. One, it's not that far for a plane ride, because they have, like, those trash... They have, like, the trash trams. The cable, yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, why don't you just hide in a trash can? <laughs> yeah. That route, that sounds so bad. Yeah. But... And so he's aided by these five dogs. Um, and I have their names here. Um, so they're all voiced by pretty, like famous actors i'd say mm-hmm. yeah but the five dogs are chief rex king duke and boss i would say our main dog is chief and that's played by brian cranston yes and he's initially talked about as like a stray dog he's rough and tough mm-hmm. he lived on the streets and yeah he doesn't understand the whole master kind of a thing doesn't agree thing. with it yeah he's like we're dogs we're wild mm-hmm. which is very evident even just in his character development from beginning to end yeah from clues that we find out throughout it Mm -hmm. but then rex king duke and boss they're they used to be like top dogs top dogs literally top dogs like one of them was a mascot for a like undefeated high school school baseball team yeah one was like a dog treat mascot and then i think the other two were just like just wealthy dogs yeah like one was like i had my own space heater and like a really plush bed and i was like oh yeah and it was like I had, um, what was the steak that he always had? He's like, I had like a, a, a top cut sirloin. A bone-in. Bone-in sirloin. Salt uh, and pepper. Salt and pepper. Yeah. Every year on my birthday. Yeah, and, and I'm like, ooh, you fancy dog. It's like, okay, all right. And then the one guy was like, his uh, owner was a teacher. Yeah. Like, so his, because fa- they talk about their favorite food at one point. Mm-hmm. And one of them's like, um, the puppy snaps or whatever they are. Yeah. Someone said that. And then... He's like, he's like, puppy chow with puppy snaps and a vitamin mixed in. Yeah, and he was like, but my owner was a teacher, so we never really had that much money. So that was like a super treat. And yeah. then the guy goes into the T-bone steak, and he's like, oh, you lucky. <laughs> yeah. And then... But yeah. So those those are like our five main dogs who aid Atari in finding his dog spots. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because Chief wanted no part of it. Yeah, they're, they're a very democratic group. Like, any time a decision has to be made... Um, Rex, who's voiced by Edward Norton, he's always like, "Okay, who we're gonna vote to a vote?" You know, because Chief keeps saying, "You Yay. know, like we're we're all we're all leaders. You're not our leader. We're all leaders, right?" Uh. And and then Rex is like, "All right, all in favor of helping?" They call the they call the target the little pilot. Mm-hmm. Like all in favor of helping the little pilot say yay, yay, nay, God. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's always four yays, one nay. Um. Yeah, my favorite was when uh, Chief at one point mm-hmm. calls the vote, and he's like, "Hey," he's Rex like, "Whoa!" Is like, "Whoa!" Wait a second. He's like, "We're all leaders." And yeah. He's like, oh, "Dang it, I got caught." Yeah. <laughs> and so, but yeah, so our 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 main dogs here: Brian Cranston is Chief, Edward Norton is Rex, Bob Balaban, who I don't know. He's been in other Wes Anderson movies. I know yeah. that he's one of the concierges. That we see in the Grand Budapest, I think he's the last concierge we see in that big montage where he's like yeah. holding, like waiting on the phone. That's him. Jeff Goldblum plays Duke, and then Bill Murray plays Boss. So we have a pretty good cast of of well known voices there. Yeah, and you, I mean, 
for it being stop motion, like you can definitely pick up on the voices, but like they're mm-hmm. almost different from other characters that they've played in the past. I feel like yeah, these the the movie itself is very obscure. I, I, you could say obscure. That's what I would say for me. Yeah, it's obscure. It's very dry humor. Yes, like I would say it's a comedy. Oh yeah, but it's, it's a dry comedy. Yeah, like if you're like one of those people that doesn't like dry comedy or just like. It's almost like monotone, which is probably like, like, like how matter my voice, of fact. Yeah, like my voice right now is just like matter of fact, and that's like probably the whole movie. I would say you have more inflection in your voice than half the lines in Isle of Dogs right okay, now. Okay, yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Yeah, but like it's... the humans are the ones that show the most, the most emotion. The dogs are just kind of like, yeah, we're dogs. We just we kind of figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're dogs. We're dogs. Uh, we we bark. Yeah. Which is interesting because they never, you only hear a dog bark once and it's from no dog on screen. Yeah. Well, there's a dog who well, barks at the owl at the very beginning. Yes. And then, I'm sorry, the robot dogs bark. The, but they're robot dogs. I know, and they, they just go like, woof, woof. Yeah. Bark, bark. It's literally like their bark. <laughs> yeah, there's a kind of funny disclaimer at the beginning where you get this whole prologue about this history of the Kobayashi family who was defeated by these dogs, but they somehow stayed in power and all that. And then there's a disclaimer that pops up, like all characters speak in their native language, unless translated by like official translator, foreign exchange student or electronic device, or, or electronic device which all three of those <laughs> happen in the movie. Yeah. Um, Cause the Japanese characters don't speak English. They just speak no. Japanese. No. Um, yeah. I think that's interesting because for a majority of the time that we see Atari, he's on Isle, the Isle of Dogs. Mm-hmm. And he's speaking in Japanese. But I think it's a credit to the animation that I knew exactly pretty much what he was saying. Well, the dogs translated. Well, so, subtly. Subtly, but like, yeah. But like they translated enough for you to get the idea. Yeah, there's like a moment where, you know, Atari's talking to four, the four dogs. All of them except Chief. Yeah, Chief's who's like being just like ignoring him. Yeah, he's like, I don't have a master. I'm not a pet. You know, I'm a I'm a real dog. Um, and he's like speaking all this different stuff. And one of them's like, someone spoke his language. And then he says like, sit to, or whatever. And they're like, okay, we got that. that yeah, one of them's like, oh, I understand that. That's sit. Okay, we all get to sit. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, but but yeah, it's interesting that we we. So sorry, going back to the disclaimer. So all people speak the native language, but then at the bottom it says all barks have been translated into English. Yeah. But we never see we see the point of view of the dogs for most of the movie, but we never see the point of view of a human interacting with a dog. Yeah. So we never because all I'm imagining is as they're like talking to Atari, you know, especially when Chief's talking to him like at the amusement park on yeah. Isle of Dogs, where he's like, you know, don't go up there. He's not tall enough to ride the slide. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't do it. Like, how does that sound to Atari? Just like... Whoa, 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 well, I wonder whoa. if, like... Well, at that point, there wasn't... The or if it's set, just, like, his but, internal monologue that he... Right. And yeah. just the facial expression. Because, I mean, the dog... The dogs are somewhat expressive. They're, yeah. That's even a word. I just... <laughs> very exp- yeah, I'll say they're expressive. Yeah. So they're very expressive for dogs which i mean like anybody that's owned a dog or has been around a dog long enough knows that dogs all have their own like expressions and mm-hmm. stuff and so you can pick up on that there's not a lot of body expression with the dogs which i was kind of surprised about yeah but i think it's because 
if you watch like when you see like a dog on TV that mm-hmm. they've like made their mouths move mm-hmm. like commercials or whatever like you can tell like the dog's just kind of standing there and, and like the mouth over it. Yeah. yeah and but like these this one because it's stop motion I mean like they went through and they made different faces for mm-hmm. words and so you really see like the um the range of emotion. Yeah, the range of emotion as they're speaking. Yeah. Which is really cool. Which, you make it mostly from the eyes and the face. So there's not, like, any body language or tail lines. I mean, I think the most body language we get is from Nutmeg. And she's a performance dog. So even yeah. then... It would make sense. She's just performing tricks that she's learned. Right. Or so she's it's... just being the prim and proper dog. Mm-hmm. So. But, you know, they all have different outfits. Like, two of them, I think, wear, like, sweaters. Yeah, one of them has... Well, the... The mascot has, yeah. like, the dragon's sweater that he wears. Yeah. And then the other one who was the mascot, he had, like, a turtleneck on. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... Yeah. They were very... That's how you could kind of tell that they were top dog. Mm-hmm. Or, like, had masters. Yeah. Everybody had a collar except for the strays. Except for Chief and the few strays that we saw, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, that's basically the movie. That's the plot of the basic, you know, premise for the film. Um... Well, and then we left out, like, the fact that they're trying to fight to get the dogs back into the city. Yes, so... Like, it doesn't just end with finding... Finding um, spots. Atari's dog. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't just end with that. The There is, like, a secondary plot. So, while Atari is off looking for, you know, spots, we find out that Mayor Kobayashi is up for re-election and is running against the Science Party, which is kind of funny, where it's yeah. just, like... The Kobayashi party and the science party um, are the two political parties we see in the movie. Um, and apparently Kobayashi is like in his fifth term, about to win his sixth term. Um, and and so, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. The science party is just scientists. It's just like a bunch of scientists. And they all yeah. claim to have a cure for dog flu. They have like a dog flu serum. Which we see them test on several times where it like comes back that like dog flu is curable, snot fever can be reduced, and there's also a population issue with the dogs, and that the serum mm-hmm. would like I guess reduce the amount of dogs. Yeah. It said a seventy five or seventy two percent reduction. It was in like the seventies. Mm-hmm. So like they can control the population, the diseases will be gone and all that. And it's interesting as we find out later during a secret meeting with Kobayashi and, like, his, I guess, cronies, that he they were the ones who introduced snout fever mm-hmm. into the population to get rid of the dogs. Right. They introduced dog flu, snout fever, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And it's funny because everyone has a cat yeah. but the mayor at, until the end. Uh, no, actually, no, he does. It's the yeah, mayor's the... Um, hitman that they call him. Yeah. Yeah, the big scary guy. The hatchet man, they call him. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's the only one that doesn't have a cat, but yet he mm-hmm. was still in on all of this. Yeah. And come the end of the film, well, before we get into that, um, yeah. so there's Kobayashi and what he's doing. There's the science party. And then there's a, a third kind of group here, which are the students. Yeah. Which are being led by Tracy, who's this American exchange student. From Cincinnati, Ohio! From Cincinnati, Ohio, <laughs> where we're currently filming this this episode. Um, and Anna and I are both from Cincinnati, and so it's kind of like, oh, hey! Like, I remember seeing this in the theater, and because a lot of Wes Anderson movies only really get a limited release, 
um, we had to see it in the theater downtown. Mm-hmm. And there's a brief mention where, like, you know, if the student doesn't cease her actions, she'll be stripped of her travel visa and be forced to return to her home, hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio. And, like, you see a travel, like, a plane ticket with that says, like, Ohio on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought this was just kind of funny. Um, interestingly enough, Ohio in Japanese means uh, good morning. Oh, I did not know that. So, yeah. Um, or something good or morning. I know Ohio Gazimus means either, I know that means good morning, but I'm not a Japanese expert. I'm not either. We could ask my dad because he was stationed in Okinawa. For he was stationed in Okinawa, so. We could just go um, like, call him up and be like, hey. Yeah. Um, but, so yeah, there's a third faction of these students who are trying to bring awareness to the fact that they basically figured out that Kobayashi caused all this. Well, just the one. Just the one. Because the other one's called her a conspiracy theorist. That's right. They called Tracy a conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy mm-hmm. theorist, And she got the hacker student. Yeah. Who, who could ever get his name? No, he's just the hacker student. And I think he was, even has a name tag at one point that says K period hacker. So like his name is hacker. Yeah. <laughs> and he works in the hacker corner <laughs> in yeah. the classroom. That was what cracked me up. Because it was like, okay, they like, clearly went into name thinking here. Here's which is our... so typical. I mean, like the fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Mr. Fox is a fox. Let's just name him Mr. Fox. It makes sense. It's a Wes Anderson thing. And yeah. I think that's sometimes clever. And hacker. Yeah, and so. all the all the dogs, I just thought about this, have very, like, dog names. Oh, yeah. But it's interesting that the, the main dogs all have, like, names that mean leader or ruler. Yes. So, no, I you second know. that. Um, the most elaborate <clears throat> name we get is Nutmeg. Yeah, nutmeg. Other than, um, we also have the other Oracle. dogs. We, meet, we have Oracle and Jupiter, mm-hmm. who are kind of like, for lack of a better term, guide dogs. Yeah, not like in any sense of the word, but they're just kind of like the all-knowing dogs. Yeah. Oracle I got, is like, she's believed to be able to see the future, but she just knows how to interpret TV. So like, she, the first <laughs> time we see Oracle, who's voiced by Tilda Swinton, she shows up and is like, it might snow tomorrow. And they're like, oh wow, how'd you know that? And she's like, I have seen it in a vision. And one of the other dogs mentions, oh, she can just see what's on TV. Well, he said, well, one of them goes, oh my God, she can see the future. And then I think it's, is it Jupiter? I think it might be Jupiter or like Chief that's like, no, she just knows how to read the TV. And then you see the TV and there's like a weather report going on. <laughs> yes, that was. Um, so Oracle just watches TV and is like, wow, the yeah. future. But I think those are like the most elaborate mm-hmm. names that we know of yeah. right off the bat. Because Jupiter and Oracle are the ones that tell the backstory and they introduce yeah. themselves. Yeah, they open the film. So. Yeah, and they narrate some of it throughout it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of narrate their journey through from one end of the island to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there's a murder. There's So basically what happens is throughout the um, the movie, the science party goes to Kobayashi and is like, look, we can cure the dog flu. Like, we have the means. We have the serum. Mm-hmm. Kobayashi burns their results. Just like right in front yeah. of them. He's in like a hot tub. He's like in a, yeah, a hot tub sauna thing. Which is... Like okay, has a giant like back cat tattoo. Yeah. So you know he's all cat. Um, and the science party leader, I forget his name now. Let's see if we can find the character. Um, oh my goodness. Oh, Professor Watanabe. 
Yes. So Professor Watanabe is arrested for political dissent, pretty much, being like, Kobayashi's, you know, trying to, you know, get rid of the dogs and all that, and he's murdered by sushi poisoning. Yeah, wasabi poisoning. Which, wasa- yeah. Um, which... which I will say, that is probably my favorite scene in this whole movie, is the sushi scene. Okay. We'll put it on our Instagram. Uh, sorry, we'll put it on our Twitter for you all to watch, but it is... It's amazing to watch it and think that all of this was stop motion. Yeah, no, that's it's true. And I like, think that. all of this was done by hand. Like, there's no CGI in the film. Mm-hmm. Everything is practical. Um, these are all actual just miniature sets they move these little models through. Right. Which I think is just insane to think about. Yeah, it's like the Nightmare Before Christmas kind of a thought mm-hmm. process. Or the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fox. Which is, yeah, the other... Or if you've ever heard of... Life of life as a zucchini. Life as a zucchini. Just found out. Which, yeah. Um, so what's interesting is that this movie, as we mentioned earlier, like not for kids. Like I no. would not bring. I mean, like you said, there's a murder. There's a murder. There's a clear plot line of, of like conspiracy in terms of murder. There's mm-hmm. violence. There's talk of suicide bad, but... and euthanasia and like dogs being put down and right. like poisoning taking over like not all that kind of stuff but definitely trying to like silence people that are yeah so silencing anyone that's different from what your belief is kind of a mindset yeah so like it's animated the main characters our main heroes are kids yeah you know in the end um kobayashi admits his wrongdoing all because of what atari's speech was yeah saying that his uncle took him in when he was a lone member of the pack and he's like, when I, lo- when I too dog. was a stray dog, yeah. Yeah. And you then know. That, I was surprised that that quickly was able to turn this guy into this, like, yeah. oh my god, I'm going to change. Mm-hmm. And so when Kobayashi, you know, admits his wrongdoing, um, Atari gets beat up, or gets injured in this fight because there's a robot dog. Mm-hmm. So the Kobayashi clan creates these robot dogs yeah. that are going to fill in. For the dogs that are already gone. But, like, it's so weird. But they're, like, attack dogs, too. Yeah, like, you can flip them from, from nice, like, like, do a trick dog. As yeah. we find out when they're, like... Because a big clue is that um, they find the dog on... They find the robot dog first on Isle, on Isle of Dogs. Mm-hmm. With the trash. And they're, like, Who's, what dog is that? Because yeah. they don't recognize it. But they, they know the majority of the dogs in this area. Yeah. And Chief goes, I don't know, I can't smell him. And he's made of stainless... Like... He mentions yeah. later when talking to Nutmeg, he's like, I got into a fight with a, with a robot dog. She's like, a robot dog? He's like, yeah. I tried to bite his fur. I actually think it was stainless steel. You know? Yeah, I couldn't sink my teeth into him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, like, he... Or the Kobe actually they make these robots to um, yeah. replace the dogs. And in this fight, at the end, Atari gets injured and gets, I think, the third piece of metal stuck in his head. Yeah, and then... Something with his kidney, his last living kidney this time. Because he lost his right kidney in a train accident, which yeah, that killed got his him parents. orphaned. Yeah. Um, and so at the end, Kobayashi, while under arrest, is like, take my left kidney. Yeah, like, take my kidney. But... Yeah. So that saves Kobayashi and, or it saves Atari. And so yeah. then at the end of the movie, Kobayashi is arrested and Atari is made the new mayor. And everybody that was with Kobayashi is arrested. Yes. Oh, and it's just the cat people. Just the cat people. They're the only cat people we see mm-hmm. this whole time. And they're yeah. all, the only time that we see them is when we see the cats. Yeah. 
and there's maybe like five times we see cats in the whole movie and it's brief that's like max i would i'm like that's generous it's very quick yeah but Um, back to the robot dog thing it's like that's how we found all that out and mm -hmm. then it's a fight that breaks out between kobayashi and attachment yeah. And then the hatchman is the one that sets off the thing, and then all the dogs are like, okay, well, Dude. we're going to just go ahead and attack with these robot dogs. And so everybody on stage gets into like this massive fight. Because mm-hmm. meanwhile, on the Isle of Dogs, during the final election night, all the dogs have been rounded up yeah. in a very kind of, you know, concentration camp-esque. Yeah, very and, like... And they're about to be killed. Euthanized. euthanized with this poison wasabi, which we see Watanabe yeah. die from earlier. So they have like this poison wasabi gas they're about to kill the dogs with. And it's like, again, it's, not a kid's film. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, like, I would not. Like, I wouldn't show this to my kid, you know, until they'd be like 14, 15. Yeah, after the PG-13 mark. It's PG-13 for a reason, yeah. Like, it's not just because of anything. Like, it's there's gore. There's a plane mm-hmm. crash. There's... Dogs get their ears bitten off. Yeah, there's people that are very angry about certain dogs. I mean, I would say this whole theme of the movie the whole time is probably anger. It's, it's like, a very key emotion during this. Yeah. Like, I would say the movie is definitely... The message of the movie, I would say, is definitely, like, you know, learning to love and not to hate. Yes. Because... The Kobayashi clan only hates dogs because of this thing that happened like 400, 500 years ago. Right. And they just haven't gotten over it. Yeah. And I, like, people change. Dogs change. Yeah. I feel like this film is very progressive. It's a very... And very subtle ways. Very topical film. Yes. Like there's lots of things that you can... Like you could say that the dogs represent this culture, these people, or something mm-hmm. like that. And that then... The humans re- like represent this. Like you could, some people have argued that, and I'm sure you could, but nobody truly knows. I think it's more of like what you're saying. It's just like get, trying to get the message across. Yeah, and like, yeah, it's definitely a movie that's all about, you know, just learning to accept people and accept mm-hmm. other cultures and other societies and all that. Because um, it's interesting, the title "Isle of Dogs." If said quickly, sounds like you're saying, I love dogs. It does. So, I love dogs. I love dogs. I, I mean, you love dogs. I know you <laughs> love dogs. Um, but, but yeah, Atari ends up... So, during this fight at the end, we keep yeah. kind of going back from it. Sorry for keeping jumping around. <laughs> yeah. There's just, like, there's so much that I'm realizing that goes into this. Yeah, there's just movie, a lot. And, like, it jumps around a lot in the movie itself, too. Like, one mm-hmm. moment will be on Isle of Dogs, and then it'll be, like, flashback. But it's nice because it'll tell you, like, start flashback. Yeah, it'll... There's, like, weird, like, set directions that are in this. Yeah, it'll be, like, you know, start flashback. and flashback. flashback. And then, you know, approximately a minute and 43 seconds later. Right, like, that happens. was so specific. It's like, oh, okay. Um, but, that like... That was the kind of, like, funny stuff that I liked in it. Because I'm like, you don't get that out of other movies. No. But it, like, gives you, like, the timeline within itself. The little visual cues, I think, are kind of fun. Um, but when Atari crash lands at the very beginning of the movie, he has a piece of metal stuck in his helmet, which we find yeah. is stuck in his head. And it's funny how they're like, should we like open up his helmet? Like, do we need to take it out? And then like they open up his helmet, and he takes it out himself. And they're like, oh, I don't think you should have done that. Yeah, and then later they're like, he, I think that piece of metal, I think he's a little whacked, or whatever, he, whatever they oh, say. It's, it's done something to his head. Mm-hmm. With, he's like, I'm no doctor, but... 
you know, I think having a piece of metal lodged in your head is, you know, doing something. Yeah. And so then, during this fight at the end, with this robot dog, a piece of shrapnel flies out, and again, lodged mm-hmm. itself in this, like, the same spot in his head. And this is, like, the third time, because in between the first and the second, he crashes a plane again, because mm-hmm. they thought they had found his dog. Yeah. But the dog's name was Sport. And All you see is the S-P-O, so you don't know if it's Spots, Sport, mm-hmm. Spock, I don't know. Yeah. So. But, but yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's a very um, interesting plot. It's very yeah. fun. The one, but... we, the one that we talk about, the more I'm like, okay, I, I think I did like there's, this there's, movie there's more a lot than I here. thought. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think form over function still for oh, me, yeah. but. Totally. Grand Budapest Hotel, I would flip that. I'd say function over form. Yeah. Just because. I don't know. I, I, I'm so mesmerized by stop motion stuff mm-hmm. just because like you have to think like that stuff takes years. Mm-hmm. And I want to see, well, this movie was up for several awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it was up for best. Um, I believe it was up for best animated picture at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, this past year, but it did not win. Um, but, but yeah, it's, you know, this is Wes Anderson's ninth film and in true Wes Anderson fashion, a lot of the scenes are shot kind of straight on. Yes. Symmetrical. No one really has their own point of view. Yeah. It's all very third person, Mm -hmm. you know, um, a lot of tracking shots where it just kind of like follows the characters, mm-hmm. even though it's stop motion, still has the camera movements seem very fluid. The yeah. animation, it's weird. It's a very fluid animation, but like they, you can tell every time they move the the model, they move the fur a bit because the fur is always kind of just like bristling. Yeah, which I think is kind of a a fun look, and it gives it character and gives it life. Mm-hmm. You know, like these our dogs in like standing in the wind or like a breeze, something like that. Oh, I say that completely, and you can really tell that, like, as well. They really went into the, like, okay, what sets need to be detailed, mm-hmm. which is like when we go back to the mainland where mm-hmm. there are no dogs. Like a lot of those sets are very detailed and very like, um, like with a scientist, you see like the running test, and it was funny at one point I leaned over to Adam because I like the healthcare and like I'm a big science nerd and stuff and I was like oh yeah that's totally how it works yeah like they would just like take this like little like serum beaker and like mm -hmm. stick it into the machine and like run it and like flashes and lights and spinning and I'm like yeah that's totally how it works yeah but it's very detailed like you can see Mm -hmm. like wires in the organized fashion but then you go to the Isle of Dogs and it's very bland I mean there are Mm -hmm. their own details but like like, every section is different yeah and they knew what scenes should be over the top and they knew what scenes they could just dial back on a little bit right and a lot of the colors when you get to the Isle of Dogs are very just white brown and gray the only big time that we ever see color is when Mm -hmm. they're first with the uh, Atari, the little pilot, and mm-hmm. he's he says sip mm-hmm. to them because it's they're... a bunch of colored bottles, and it's like this mm-hmm. own little like hut shelter thing. Yeah, that's the only time other than Nutmeg, the dog, because she has a colorful collar mm-hmm. that has like a dangling thing that you really see that much anything different from neutrals. Yeah, and they, you do see some brief color when the the, the four dogs who are not 
um, when, Not Chief. when Rex, King, Duke, and Boss, they get separated from Chief and Atari on, like, the cable car. Mm-hmm. And they end up in the, like, trash compactor... Incinerator. Incinerator compressor thing. So there's one other yeah, word it, there. It, but... It's, like, compressor, compactor... There's, like, chopper, compactor... And... Anyway. It's a lot. It's, like, it's anything that you could possibly to, like, find destroy to do the trash. trash. Yeah. yeah. But they get sent through there, and, like, you think, oh, no, maybe they died. Yeah. And then you see them in there, and one of them's like, you know, I think if this was working, we'd be dead by now. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they would go through things, and then it was like, they'd go through these, like, big claws, and then it would snap. Yeah. Or, or they'd... like, they'd go right past the fire thing, and then the fire would go off. Yeah. So it's like, I think this thing's broken, because, like, we're, we're, st- we're still alive. But... Although we see them leave, and they're, like, singed. Yeah, you can still see that they're a little dirty. So you're like, okay, we don't see the whole thing through the time because we don't see them necessarily get through all of it. But we see Mm -hmm. them get through, like, what those words were. Yeah. And my favorite part, probably, of it is when, like, they see Chief again and they're like, well, it smells like Chief. But, like, what happened to you? He's like, I got a bath. And they were like, little pilot has soap? He's like, he only had a a little. (laughs) Yeah, he only had a little. And they're like, oh, great. While you were getting a bath, we were going through the incinerator and, like, almost died. Yeah. We went through all of this. Right. And he was like, eh, sorry, guys. And then it's like, they're running on the bridge below them, and Chief's like, jump! He's like, when? Now! Where? Here! Right. And they're like, like, "Uh, let's take it to a boat. And he's like, no! He's like, no, go on. He's like, we're all leaders, Chief. He's like, ugh. He's like, all in favor of jumping. And then at that point, the cable stops, and they're over just this open water. Yeah, because like, like a bridge at the middle of it was gone. Yeah. Um, the thing, although the reason why the bath is so important is because we find out through this that Chief, who was just, you assume he's just a black dog with like white spots. He's actually a like white dog. Gray. Yeah, he's actually a white dog with black spots, and Chief looks dead on like spots and this is for a reason i don't know if we want to talk on that or not yeah, yet yeah. but um so we come to find out after atari gives him this bath um he gives spots or he gives chief uh, a puppy snap yeah which is like i guess like a dog biscuit yeah i would say it's almost like it's like, the, a treat. it's like the version like their version of like a scooby snack <laughs> yeah and so they they hand or atari hands chief this you know he breaks it in he half. breaks it in half and yeah. gives it to him and Chief's like, salty, crunchy. Something else. So like, you know, sweet. This is my new favorite food. Yeah, and that was because when they asked him what his favorite food was, he's like, ah, oh, probably something from the garbage. And they were like, what? Because yeah. all they eat there is garbage. And then they're like, wow, you're like, your stray is showing, bro. Yeah. And like, so he pull, Atari pulls out this picture of Spots. And Chief looks at him, he's like, wait, where'd you get that picture? Like, it looks like me. And right, come to find they found out, a mirror. Yeah. Come to find out that eventually they do catch up with Spots, who is now, like, the leader of these dogs who were already on the island. They were called, like, the native, the aboriginal dogs. Yeah, because they were tested on. Yeah, they were had been experimented on by Kobayashi, I guess, earlier, prior to the film taking place. Or the scientist, even. Yeah. Because we truly don't... I mean, I think they say Kobayashi, but, I mean, he's been around for so many generations that yeah. even then... But they, they're like all, like some of the dogs are missing legs, some of the dogs are missing their fur, um, some of the dogs are different colors. Right, the, her title and the thing is Mute, Mute Poodle, mm-hmm. and she's like stitched up, has a drainage tube or some sort of thing like mm-hmm. that. 
and, and like, none of them really even have collars i don't think i think no. these are the dogs that don't have collars and they are no. they're called the cannibalist because you come to find out that their leader who was in a coma from starvation from starvation was like i'm dying you know and so right. put like, me out of my misery in the only way that a dog knows how and they just ate him and he's like that happened one time and we're not proud of it. Right. And it was Spots that brought that up. He was like, oh, so I heard you guys are the cannibals. And he was like, do you want to get out of your cage or not? Because like, we yeah. have a master's key. Which is funny because there's a master key. And then it's the master's, master's key. key. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's a fun little like play on words. Yeah. Like, do they mean like master key or like a master's key? Like someone's dog was sent mm-hmm. with it. Because we, when Spots is sent to the Isle of Dogs, he's still in this cage. And mm-hmm. he can't the, get out. Yeah, which is a reason why they thought Sport... Was, was Spots, also in a cage because he was in a cage and they couldn't get it unlocked, so that dog died from starvation. Right, and so um, lots of dogs we found out when Spot was delivered was were sent in cages. Yeah, and so you know Spots is this the leader of these dogs. We're going to find out that Chief is the runt of the litter that Spots is also from, mm-hmm. and the only way he's like. Or you like Spots knew everything about where Chief was from, and Chief is like, I don't remember any of this. He's like, weren't you born like on this date, on this time, at in this, this area? Yeah, because that's a such and such accent. Yeah, and, and just, I can tell that it's you know. And right. initially, Spots is like, "Hey, Atari, I have a new family, and like I have some pups on the way, so like I'm out. I'm out, and can Chief leave me my duty, which is." So annoying. Sorry, but like it's, it's understandable to a degree. But it's annoying because just five, not even five minutes earlier, he's like, "I would do anything for my boy," and this is like present. It wasn't like part of like the flashback. It was like the present. Yeah, like, I would do anything for my boy, and then five seconds later, he's like, "Listen, like I got some puppies on the way. She's a week overdue. Like I'm in charge of these guys. Like I'm out." Yeah, and then ask Chief if Chief would do it, and they're kind of like Atari's like mad. Mm-hmm. Which I'm wondering if, like, the earpiece that they both wear mm-hmm. ever translates for... Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so, uh... <laughs> so, uh... That's basically the, the main plot of the yeah. film there. So, but yeah. Yeah. So overall, you know, Anthony and I like to do... Every movie we watch, we do a rating out of ten. So... Let's do it out of puppy snacks. Out of ten... Yeah, out of 10 puppy snacks, <laughs> what would you give the Isle of Dogs? I'd probably give it like a 6. A 6? Yeah. Anything under a 5 is a not good movie for me, so I'd probably give it a 6 or a 7. Like, it wasn't horrible. No. But you didn't would, love it. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't pay to see it in theaters. Fair. I'm not... I like Wes Anderson films, mm-hmm. but the stop motion ones can be a little... Much sometimes? Yeah. Gotcha. A little abstract. Yeah. Which isn't bad, and it's not always good, but... Yeah, yeah. So I would probably give this a seven and a half, maybe eight. Oh, I'm surprised. I thought you would have rated it higher. Seven and a half. We were seven and a okay. half. Probably snaps out of ten. So. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you oh, cool. very much for joining me as my co-host this week. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so remember to uh, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. On Instagram, we are at double A Cinemacast. And then on Twitter, we are at double A double double A Cinema. Um, so yeah, follow us there. Give us a, a nice rating on Apple Podcasts, all that. Before we go, yes. What's the dog breed that you got matched with? We got matched with, yeah. Oh, as the, your favorite dog, the, the yeah. American like, what dog Club. should be your dog? Uh, I got a whippet. 
Nice. I got a golden retriever. Very, Very nice. fitting. <laughs> we'll put that that test out there for anyone who wants to find out what dog breed they should have according to the American Kennel Kennel Club. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll put that out there on our Twitter for people to take that test and find out what breed you should have. So yeah, well, yeah. Comment what breed you got. Yeah, It'd be great. <laughs> Tweet at us. You know, follow us on Instagram, all that. So, all right. Well, next week. Uh, we'll have another guest host as Anthony will be gone for the next two weeks after that. And uh, then Anthony will be back uh, mid-June. So thank you all for listening and we'll see you later. See you later.